This week on How to Be 60, we are talking to Anthea Turner, 25th of May, 1960. Karen, you've got it right. Ah! What are you going on about? Oh, God, Anthea. You're putting far too much thought into this. I honestly don't know where you're coming from. And I'm wondering how to be 60. It's scaring the shit out of me. My name is Kay Adams and I have had an epiphany, which is my very childish way of saying epiphany. It amused me when I was 10 and it amuses me now and I insist on sticking with it. I started this podcast because I was dreading my 60th coming up at the end of the year and I wanted some guidance on how to navigate it, even perhaps embrace it. And I think... I am seeing a glimmer of hope. And this is going to choke me to say it, but I have to give some credit to Ms. Karen McKenzie, who is sitting opposite <laughs> me with an apple core looking really, really unappetizing. Can you put that in the bin? God, so demanding. Right, all right, all right. I haven't got a bin, but I'll just put it down by my side. <laughs> a glimmer of hope. That's a glimmer of hope and a compliment in yes. one breath. Yes. Do tell. And we're barely 40 seconds in. I know. I, I, yeah, I will tell. I will tell. But first of all, all right. in my general sense of excitement, uh, we're on episode four. We've got a guest. We have. That's we very have. exciting. Anthea Turner is going to join us, uh, author of How to Age Well. Very glamorous. And I am really amused to see the fact that you've put some lipstick on. And that's obviously because you didn't want to look rubbish in front of Anthea. You're absolutely right. And then I realised, Anthea, that uh, on eating my apple, it's got that line on the outside, you know, a bit like pencil. Yes. Ah, to stop your lips freeing. Well, and of course, because you have got older, drier, thinner lips... I've got a a very generous mouth and go through a lot (laughs) of lipstick. Um, Now, I am going to tell you why I've had an epiphany. But first of all, (laughs) I did say I was sticking with it. I never said I was mature. Um, You need to tell people the proscript to last week's vibrator story. And at that point, I can see Anthea Turner's ears have uh, perked up. Tell people (laughs) what you told me. Well, when I went home, I said to Stephen, do you remember that time that we went into um, Ann Summers' uh, shop? And he said, no. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, was it for something to wear? And I said, no, I've never been in there with you. So it was actually somebody else I was in with. <laughs> so <laughs> poor Stephen. But you know, Stephen, it's history. You are my life now. <laughs> my one <God>. and only. <laughs> I can't remember who it was that I went into Ann Summers to buy a vibrator with, but it wasn't you, oh, I darling. Know. Yes, I know. Yeah, that is very good. Um, so my epiphany. Do you want to hear it? Right, okay, it's the last thing I'll say. I'll tell you what it is. I'm still obviously anxious about being 60, but just in the course of doing this for three or four episodes, I have been forced to publicly acknowledge that I am going to be 60 at the Mm -hmm. end of the year, which I know is public knowledge for anyone who's interested and who is not really anyone. But I I do now feel that owning it has made a difference to me. Because all of my life, I have skirted around the issue of my age. I have made it up, quite frankly. I have lied. Uh I have avoided because I've got this weird negative association with it. But actually, declaring myself to be 60 at the end of the year has been quite 
cathartic. So when did this turn? I mean, when was the, the turning point? Well, because quite a few people have said to me, oh my God, I can't believe you're talking about your age. You've always hidden your age. When did you start talking about your age? And um, Oh, actually, a lot of people have said you don't look your age. Is that it? No, because they are. I think that's lovely. But that is it, isn't it? No, it's not. Oh, God, maybe it is. It is, Key. Oh, Jesus. So now you're going to go about, now knowing that everyone thinks you're not 60, but you are at the end of the year, you're loving the fact and telling people, looking for that. I have to say, Key, the first time oh you God. get on that bus with your bus pass, the driver's going to say hee-ho. <laughs> you are deceptively perceptive. Because I really thought that I had come to some kind of position that I was owning this and I had, you know, I had faced up to the fact that I was going to be 60. But here we go. I'm going to be really honest. It is because a lot of people have said, we oh, look good for 60. Yeah, and it's lovely to hear that. Yeah, but are they just bullshitting me? No, no. I, I No, I, I think you've got a lot of followers out there. Believe you have. And a lot of them are really nice. <laughs> well, you've completely derailed me because I was going to say that the anxiety has kind of dissipated a little bit. And I've got rid of the shame of being 60. But you're absolutely right. I'm still kidding myself. So I'm still I've still got a long way to go. You've got a long way to go, but you, owning it is the first step. Yeah. Absolutely. And It's funny how there is shame attached to getting older, though, isn't it? Well, no, I don't I don't know where you get that from. You feel it, like I don't, yeah, I, I feel I like you don't. I love the fact yeah. that I'm 62, because I'm not going to go into it, but yeah, I'm happy with it. I've owned it, and it's great, and I can still do lots of things. Yep, I can't do, what's those things? Star jumps. Star jumps, burpees, etc. I can't burpees, do those, and there are other things, yeah. but you know what? I'm absolutely happy with where I am. Yeah. Well, I was speaking to a friend of mine, actually, I went to school with, and she is nine months older than me, and all of our lives I've taunted her with the fact that she's nine months older than me, which shows you how pathetic I am, mm -hmm. um, on top of my epiphanies. And mm -hmm. uh, she said she'd listened to the, the first podcast. And? Don't think she'll listen to the second one, to be right. perfectly honest. But she listened to the first one, and she said that she was struggling with it. She has just turned 60 because she works in um, an office environment with mainly much younger people. And she is embarrassed by her age, which is pretty awful when you think about it. In my circle of friends outside work, I'm absolutely fine. And also, do you know what helps? I'm the youngest of four girls. So I am the youngest and the, the one that's probably the IT genius. <laughs> yeah. So you will always be the youngest in your family. That is really interesting. So that gives you something that you can cling on to. But, but we shouldn't need to cling on to youth like that. We shouldn't be embarrassed by our age. I am, and this is what this journey is all about. I've got to get to a stage that I don't feel that sense of embarrassment, anxiety, shame about being the age I am. Because lots of people who haven't been blowing smoke up my pipe and saying, oh you look good for 60k have actually said to me get over yourself you stupid witch yeah. you're really lucky I to actually that. be that age and so what? stop being so self-indulgent and I do take that on board in terms of health be glad that we are still here on this earth well 100% I mean and uh, going to our emails um, oh, yes. and before we speak to Anthea which we will very shortly but um, it really has been lovely to, to get emails coming in I have to say I might even let you read one out um, this is from Leslie in Canada and she says I'm not 60 yet but I often think about what next what do you fill your time with after a career something meaningful and purposeful not just coffee dates and dog walking <laughs> 
brackets like you, Karen. She didn't say that, but she meant it. Because frankly, I can do that now while I'm working in my 50s. I cannot believe I'm even asking this because I used to make fun of people like me who have no life outside of work. But how do we get to this place? And she also loves the podcast, which is really nice. And she also says all the best to you and your team. Believe me, Leslie, we don't have a team. We're sitting in an old shipping container and I have just tried to assemble a plastic uh, bingo set that I got from Amazon for $7.99. So we have no team, but lovely to hear from you. But that is nice. she's in the same place as me, Leslie. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's like, what thing do is, you do? You don't when like the, job the word goes? hobby, do you? you think no, that's I hate old. the word hobby. Yes, I don't know what you associate that with. I've got my bike out there. I've got a cycle this weekend, 66 miles, down Loch Ness one side, back up the other, and then Essa Tap. You know, I don't know if I'm looking forward to it. I've done it before, and I'm looking, you know, it, it's, it keeps me fit. Um, just come back from Aviemore yesterday. Loads of walking. It's and then I got back. Oh, just, just stop it, right? You've got that. You, I saw you sigh there. I never did anything. You I never did. said anything. You did, well, you that's that says more. That you never. Well, said. okay. Do you want to know what was running through my head? What was running through your head? You're Kate? just filling time. I'm You're not, just filling time in this podcast. No, running up and down hills and cycling round the bloody lochs. You're just well, filling time. And then I got back last night, quite late, straight into the greenhouse to see how. Oh my, all my god, it's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's so exciting. I love this time of year when everything. My strawberry plants are looking brilliant. I've got so many things growing, and I had to water them all. In. Right. Okay. It's time to speak to Anthea because I'm really beginning. To, no, I'm not getting bored. I'm, I am. I'm going to get to a stage that I really enjoy that. Just a quick little word from Angela, who's been in touch, um, because I just really want to know, to I want to tell people in doing this podcast, I know it's self-indulgent. And Angela says, my lovely husband passed away at 52. And whilst I felt sad every day in those last 16 years, I totally celebrate every day. And now at 66, I just tell everyone, please celebrate every birthday. It's a privilege. Enjoy your 60s. Um, and so, Angela, thanks very much for getting in touch. And I, I do want people to know, I, I do get it. Mm-hmm. And I when know you that, yeah. I'm being a prat, okay, if if that helps. Um, podcast, do I do, shut up. Podcast at htb60.com, howtobe60.com. And it's the number 60. Yeah, okay, people know that. I don't know if they do. Oh, for Christ's sake, what else well, are they going to think? Well, it might bounce back. Oh, share your thoughts, your experiences of approaching 60, of turning 60, or perhaps even viewing it in the rear mirror, wherever you are. Um, We really would love to hear from you. Right, okay, Karen, Anthea, Anthea, Karen. You can see each other. Anthea, she's put on lipstick for you. Can you see? Karen, you've got it right. Ah! What are you going on about? You're putting far too much thought into this. I, I just, I honestly don't know where you're coming from. Why are you doing this to yourself? You. Why are you worrying so much? Why have you put such an emphasis on it? Oh my God, Anthony, you've gone in the direction I didn't think you would go. No, honestly, I, I've decided, I, the only thing that I do want to be able to do, Karen, is star jumps forever. I will do star jumps. <laughs> Ten LED. Because, listen, the elixir of youth is not in a pot of cream. It's in your attitude. And you cannot overthink it. And what we have today, I think, is a beautiful opportunity for all of us to live for today. COVID's taught us that. Everything that we've gone through in the last few years. 
that you seize the day, you love things, you, you don't take anything for granted. And the one thing, the best thing that being 60 has taught me, and I know, you know, when people go, oh, you don't look it, you know, uh, 60 is the new 50. That is rubbish because sums don't lie. Uh, numbers don't lie. We are now, and I always think this is the serious bit, we are now in, and if we live until our mid-80s, which I suppose we all hope we will do, um, well, we haven't got a long left. We've got about 25 years left. I'm 62 this year. So I'm well aware the clock is ticking and I really, really do have to make the most of everything because I can feel, smell, taste the next 25 years because I've lived enough years to understand that. And I don't think I have ever been so grateful to be healthy in all my life because that one thing that everybody, you go, oh, old people always talk about their health. Well, yeah, I am old and I now think about my health more than anything else because so many people depend on me being strong and healthy, including obviously myself. And I can't imagine not being able to do a star jump, to get on my bike, to go and dance the night away, to have great fun going shopping like I always have done. Obviously, things are a bit tempered now. You know, I don't quite wear the clothes that show off as much skin as I used to. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a bit Gemini about it. So, so you have an awareness that we are in the last lap. Yeah. But it doesn't freak you out. It just sort of motivates you. Yes. Right. Completely. And if there's anything I would like to bang on about, you know, in this golden opportunity we've got where people who are, because you're going to tune into this if you are in our age group, because you never think it's going to happen. You remember when we used to look in the mirror and we used to see this sort of tight, plumptious skin looking back at us and we took it for granted. Yeah. We didn't think that one day that would be sort of not quite as good as it is now. Um, How do you feel then, honestly? When you do, because I mean you were always known for your your looks. I mean I'm going to get into a bad place by saying this, but we're all in the same boat, aren't we? Um, yeah. You were always known for being kind of Miss Perfect the way you look. Honestly, honestly, have there been times that you have looked in the mirror? And I know this is shallow in the context of what you've just said, but we're all a bit shallow sometimes. And thought, yeah. fuck, look at the state of my neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did it today. I did, I did it today, and I rang a friend of mine up, and I said. Who is that surgeon that did your neck? <laughs> Mine looks terrible. Um, I, I thought, oh, I started Googling him and then I started doing something else and thought, oh, don't be so stupid, Anthea. Um, I, of course we do. We look at the outward um, signs of age every single day. We become more accepting of it. Of course we do, unless we're faced as obviously, you know, Kay and I are because we're, you know, we work in, in a visual medium. So unfortunately, we see ourselves on the television. We see ourselves in pictures. We see an old picture of ourselves in our what people would refer to as our heyday. And you go, ooh. <laughs> um, so of course those things are around, but you can't, which is why when I wrote the book, you know, how to age well, you can't stop aging. You can, all you can ever do is be a good example of your age. That's it. And it comes down to a few things that you can knit into your life to make sure that you stay 
as healthy as you possibly can through these, what I would call the danger zone. These are the dilapidating years. If you're a car, you know when people buy a car, they say, we'll keep it for three years and then get rid of it. Don't get it to the MOT position because you're going to have to spend money on it. Well, we've got to that time in our life. <laughs> well, we're going to have to put more effort into looking how we feel we want to look. And it's all subjective. I have... I've enjoyed, you know, people say, oh, yes, but if you weren't on, is there a pressure because you're on television to look good? Actually, no, because there's lots of people who are not on television. What can we say? They maintain themselves because actually it's good for your well-being. It gives you confidence. You look in the mirror and you think, oh, you know, I look all right. I'm okay. And yes, absolutely. I've put some effort into that. And that could be different for everyone, which I think... is interesting because some people have always maybe seen themselves as glamorous people and they want to look uh, glamorous that is their look um, I'm, I'm not that actually I've never been a glamorous person I suppose I've got no, sort of television no neither am I and no. are you really? no 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 no. I wouldn't say I was a glamorous person I think when I first got into television it was the son called me girl next door so I'm not sure who I was supposed to be living next door to but uh, yes, it had that girl next door look, which, and then of course, what what does happen is, I suppose, which is, is it a pressure? I don't know. Is that you are not allowed to mature, to grow, to age, mm. um, because that's the look you've got: happy, smiley, yeah. girl next door. And I probably put a reasonable amount of effort into looking like I haven't done much. Yeah, I what mean, is a reasonable amount of effort. What is that? I mean, define that in a day. How much effort do you put in in the morning before you actually leave the house? See, I think I'm quite normal about this. If I was, let's say it's it's a home day, I'm not working, um, and I would just be, I don't know, doing jobs. I'd still make sure I'd done something to my hair. I'd put a little bit of makeup on. I wouldn't be overly concerned about what I was wearing. But like all of us, we have a sort of uniform of clothes that we slip on. Mine's a pair of jeans, cargo pants. I've got a hoodie on today with a white T-shirt underneath. And I have that's a variation on the theme most days. But would I go um, to Sainsbury's in a pair of Ugg boots and pyjamas and no makeup? No, absolutely not. No, okay. It would never occur to me. No, nor me. I mean, I know, Key, okay, you've probably got different view on this yeah I'd pro- and actually I think it's younger people don't dress as well as we all do because we're of a generation where actually I don't know I, I just wouldn't let myself down I interviewed so many people when I started writing about how to age well and it comes down to some very fundamental things and it's it's your input what you put in your mouth it's your output your movement your quality of rest and your mind because you need a very strong mind to say, I'm not going to do that. I am going to do that's bad for me. That's good for me. And without being silly about it, uh, making lifestyle choices, which are going to not necessarily prolong your life, but enhance it. Mm. Um, which is why, yes, you know, I'll, I'll go out for a run. I don't want to go for a long run, about 20 minutes out, 20 minutes back is all I need. Yes, I go to a gym and I'll do some weights. Yes, I'll go to a, a yoga class, a Pilates class, but I keep moving. 
Whatever you do, keep moving. Get on your bike. Keep moving. Keep walking. Walking. Mm. Walking is a brilliant thing to do. Well, you say walking. Uh, one th- two things you two have got in common, Anthony and Karen, okay? Uh, you've both got fur babies. Mm-hmm. Um, little uh, adored dogs. I have as well, but you two really have fur babies. And uh, I don't know if you noticed this, Karen, but Anthea wears a weighted vest when she takes the dog out for a walk to get extra exercise. Oh, my God. No, that's extreme. No. Yeah. Is that because your dog doesn't drag you along the ground? Well, the reason I've done this is because I've never had a little... I'll just show you two as well. And I know no dog, this is a podcast and nobody can no, see No, it's me. okay. We, we have visualisation. We've got all bells and whistles. Visualise. Visualise. I mean, look. Oh. oh. Soho. Yeah. Soho. Soho. So we can visualise now a grumpy French bulldog. So I'm going to put you down there now. So... I think little dogs are probably worse than this than big dogs. For a big dog, you'd actually go out on a run with a big dog. Little dogs, no, because they stop and smell everything. <laughs> They're checking their pee mails at every lamp. <laughs> so I thought, how can I multitask? How can I how can I get something out of this walk? So I got myself. It's a six kilogram and. If you're just an, an, an average size, I mean, don't go for anything more because it's too much, but it's a six kilogram weight vest. No, that's different. And then I have two kilogram weights I put around my ankles. I'm so not interested. So now we go to the park. I don't mind how much he smells, how many blades of grass look interesting to Soho because I can do squats as I, and I, you know, and I, I'm not, I've got my, my weight with me. So you can do squats, you can do leg raises, you can do, well, you can do anything really. Are you wearing you shorts at right. this time? Are you wearing jeans? No, I've got, you know, I've got my, my sweaty Betty leggings on. All right. So nobody can see the weights that you're carrying on your legs as they pass. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they can. No, does yeah, that matter? They're over. Um, well, I was just, no, I suppose I was thinking as you're, as really Soho is piddling at the, the, um, the lamp, are you sort of yeah. doing high knees sort of, I just wondered. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Well, this, uh, this is that's one effort. of the That's how you look as good as that, Karen. That's yeah. effort. It's too much. Effort. One of the upsides of our lovely um, COVID sabbatical was that people got out and exercised in parks. And I live in the city, so parks are the only place you can go to, really. And you'd see people bringing their yoga mats. You see people doing boxing. You see people doing Tai Chi over in Battersea Park, near to where I live. And it's actually quite normal. Um, and so, it, I, I, and, and it became more normal, to be honest, because, I say, because of COVID, I thought, well, I live in a flat, how better do it outside? She's very self-conscious, You'll be, you'll be telling me it's normal to wash my face at night. Don't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that you have in common, and then we're going to play a bit of bingo, is that you both have um, relatively new relationships. Karen, you have been with Stephen how long? I need to work this out. It was after my Less mom than died. Less ten years. It's, it's nine years, yes. Right. How long have you been with your partner and you're going to get married? Uh, three years. Three years, even more. I know what's coming next. Your partner's proposed to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Well I, was go- well, I was going to ask you if it was important to, to get married, you know, at, at this at this age. Is, is that significant? Yeah. I don't think you're going to get... Um, but what I was really interested <laughs> in... proposal? was not whether you had been with your partner to Anne Summers to buy a vibrator, because that's probably pushing it a bit far, Anthea. But if you'd like to answer, please feel free. I plainly don't need one. <laughs> that's my girl. <laughs> Have you still got lust? Yes. Really? We... Real lust? Yeah. The stuff that you had when you were 22? Oh, yes. Really? Oh, please. 
honestly, it's like I felt like a teenager again. And one thing I have learned on this little journey, and also because I did a, a program called The Real Dirty Dancing not that long ago, where I was surrounded by young people, and you touched on it um, when you were just chatting at the top of this podcast about young people in your office. And, and I went in with all this trepidation, and I was um, involved, without going into too many details, I was involved in a, a television program that meant you had to act out the real dirty dancing. Obviously, as we know, Baby in The Real Dirty Dancing was about 18. So it was a stretch for me. <laughs> However, what I realized when I came to act out those scenes, whatever I looked like, the emotion is still there. It takes us nothing. Scratch the surface and we can all go back to that teenager who didn't feel anything was right about them. Your hair, your clothes, your makeup, your life who you were with, just nothing was right. So it, that, that person is always inside us. And um, when I met Mark, I, I know I went back, you know, all the first dates and all those exciting things. You go back to that person. You're not confident. Of course you're not. You're full of all the same trepid, oh, you know, you've had the date, it's gone really well. Do you think he'll ask me out again? That's exactly um, it. To the phone ring. When you were saying that, um, I was thinking. But wanting to try, but years of talks, we want to try and sound a bit cooler um, because we've learned by a few mistakes over the years. Um, and yeah, it, you, you're still exactly the same. We don't change that much. And I know, I remember listening to, it was Captain Tom of all people who said, you know, the outside shell looks the way it does, but inside I'm no different. And I think, I'd like to see, is, as you say, the next day after a, um, after a date. Yeah. And then you would think, oh, that's just text, right? You don't get a response. <gasps> don't get a response. And it's like, even if they're working, surely they've got their phone nearby. And it's that horrible thing of going back to, like, when you were a teenager. The flutters. The flutters. And you don't, and when you see the name come up, <laughs> it's great. And it's, it's, it's tricky. All these feelings are back. Flooding you, the yeah. good ones, but also the horrible ones. If you don't get a response right away or within an hour, and if it's overnight, it's like, oh God, we're out, we're finished, that's it, done, done, done. But do you still have the physical desire? Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. God. Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. What you're out for yourself. dinner and you're thinking, oh, let's skip pudding, let's just go straight home. <laughs> well, not every night, obviously. <laughs> when it's date nights. Hmm. Yeah, you see, and, and there's no, of course, because there's no children in the house. There's nothing, there's, there's nothing so to worry about. There's just so... Uh, Staring at you. Exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? Put, put, put it in the crate. Thing. Put the blanket on the crate. Don't worry, um, staring. <laughs> so I, it is all there. It just, and I think what happens is when you are in a relationship, when you're in, you know, and I met, what was that? I was, so I was 59 when I met Mark. So it, it's just all there. It's all, we don't change that much. Do you know, we, in fact, the other thing is, and it, it's about clothes. I realized I was, I was just doing it, it was um, an Instagram live about clothes and about clothes, that, and fa just generally about fashion, actually. I'm a, I'm a teenager of the 70s. So a pair of flares and a T-shirt and a pair of trainers. And I look at my wardrobe and I've just got probably better quality clothes, but they're exactly the same, unless I'm working. Mm. 
that I used to wear. I'm, Those are my default go-to clothes. I'm the same, actually. When I think I've never thought about it, but I think, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm the same. Listen, yeah. one, one thing can, quickly, Anthea. In the yeah. book, you've got sections on lots of sort of different parts of your health and well-being, etc. It's not all about the way you look. Attitude is really no. important, as you say. But yeah. when we're talking about looks, can you just could you just have a look if you can see <laughs> at Karen's teeth? Karen, can you just do you think Which she should to... do you think she should get her teeth done? They're a bit crooked. Ooh. What do you think? But you've got somebody in your life who loves to kiss that mouth. <laughs> You're really and horrible. I liked you before that. You're really happy. You have that. that. It's a compliment. You've got somebody in your life. Shut the feeder. Shut the feeder. <laughs> oh my God. That wasn't even I a backhanded got... compliment. That was a no. oh dear, looking I... slightly yellow. Oh, the are too kid kid. I can talk over you, Anthea, because I've got a clearer line. <laughs> Oh, right. So you've read the book and you still didn't actually pick up on the chapter about the teeth. (laughs) (laughs) So teeth, there's certain things, you know, are quite important when you, if you are bothered. I'm not. About how you look. (laughs) Anthea desperately (laughs) backpedalling Well, I will tell you because young teeth, young hair, stand up straight and also don't walk like an old person. Yeah. Don't stoop, walk like a young person. What what people walk? There's a there's a spring in a step of a of a younger person. Their back will be a bit straighter. They've got the shoulders back a little bit, and it's a bit going back to old Lucy Clayton. Do you remember all those? Oh things God, you're the book on the top of your head. head. But you know, if you stand up straight, you're toning your stomach muscles. Mm, that's what we're confident. Stand up straight, a flatter stomach. Yeah, and, and look so much better. You can tell why Anthea's been such a successful TV presenter because you dug yourself out of that hole beautifully, Anthea. Well done. But she's not going to forget it. I have to tell you. Do you know what? I'm going to get you some of those fake teeth that you get off the internet <laughs> that you can just stick on. And let's just do a little taste. Because I agree with Anthea. If you're going to try and look younger, the hair and the teeth. The hair and the yeah. teeth. Do you know what? I'm not trying to look younger. But that's because... the thing. Yes, you're not. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I really we are should. so different. I know, I know. And that's the beautiful <laughs> thing, baby. Can I ask you something? Um, and it's about the colour of, of hair. And obviously you have... You've embraced the grey, which is something I can't ever imagine doing. Me neither. It's interesting, isn't it? Again, lockdown. Oh, was it? Mm, yeah. Right. Are you happy with it? Has it changed the way you <laughs> see I yourself? If I was happy with it, I would get it coloured again. No, I know. But I, honestly, I know that sounded backhanded. Genuinely, Anthony and I are both asking you. Are, yeah. Has it changed the way you see yourself? Has it made you feel different? Are you happy with it? Have you stood in the mirror and thought to myself, Karen, am I happy with this? No, I haven't done any of those things because I actually accept it and I'm happy with it. And as I say, I've had my hair dyed, I think, from... I remember working at a general election and before I went in, my hair had blue bits and I thought, I'm going to have to put red bits in and yellow bits in. No, I've had my hair dyed since the age of 18. Different colours. And you know what? I'm happy with it. And don't need to use conditioner. Right. right. Do you think people see you Why? differently? Possibly older. I have to say, I still straighten it. Mm. You could, I could not go out the door. It's like a Sunday hat. It would be horrible. You know, it's a different texture when it's grey. But as long as I straighten it, I'm happy with it. If I went on holiday abroad, I wouldn't know anybody. I'd be quite happy not taking the old hair straighteners. But here, yeah, I like to go. I like to straighten my hair before I go. Mm. Even when I walk the dog, yeah. Bonnie likes my hair straight. But is, is it curly? Is, is it, oh, it it's curly? dreadful. It's just like, yeah, 
It's got a natural curl. I think there is something interesting here as to whether or not, and we'll get to this at some point down the line, that to really embrace getting older, you have to accept that your hair is grey underneath and maybe go for it. Maybe you and I are kidding ourselves on, Anthea. No, hell will freeze over. (laughs) A definitive line from Anthea Turner on whether or not it will get grey. Hell will freeze over. And now, How To Be 60 presents The Big 6-0 Bingo. We'll have a quick game of bingo. We're running out of time. So um, I don't know if you know about this, uh, Anthea. So this is our bit of going the wrong way. So I've got a load of questions here. I've just spun my little Amazon 799 uh, bingo kit and it is number 18. And so the question is, are you a retirement resistant person or a retirement reveler? Karen's a retirement reveler. What about you, Anthea? I think it just it's just evolution of my life. I, I can't I, I can't I don't think I will ever retire I will just morph into my next phase. Do you think you'll... A bit like, a bit like Gloria Hannaford. Right, and she's still on telly. So that doesn't worry you about television, does it, about you having to... No, kind of no, no. I, think, I was talking to Anne Diamond about this, and we just came up with a... Well, do you know, the most important thing is still... Whatever it, it is, we're still doing it. Um, and I would like to be... Just still doing it, it, probably in a lesser form. But I'll still be, I'll still be me. I'll still be doing sort of what I'm doing. All right, number seven. Oh, this is a good one, actually. The best year of your life. It's going to be this well, year. I was going to say. It has to be yeah. this year. <laughs> Otherwise, you know. Would you say this year? I look back at years where I've had uh, success career-wise or whether it's been something to do with my, my personal life, but I don't think I appreciated it. I don't think I, I, I don't think people say, you know, there, there was a time when I was incredibly famous. I was everywhere. I didn't enjoy it. I, I didn't even realize it because I was just in that sort of on that, like a little hamster on a treadmill. So I savor, I savor things and I know when something's good. And I'm enjoying it. That is a good answer. What about you? Your favourite best year of your life? Has it been a best year of your life? I think probably when I was 30, when I had Lisa, I was really, really happy. And I'd always wanted children. And uh, Lisa was in an accident. <laughs> and uh, my partner at the time uh, didn't want children. Or, uh, yeah, and he spoke to his peers. I think they were trying to convince them. It's when you're on, they're different and all the rest of it. But actually, then I, I got pregnant and, uh, oh, so happy and just, yeah, lovely. It's a bit, bit um, serious. But, yeah, yeah. I was 30. Uh, yeah, I was that. Strange, was you know, peak. I would love to say that the best year of my life was, and God, oh, well, they will listen, they won't listen, was the year I had my children. But actually, too, it wasn't because I found it such a change because I had them so late and I'd been having a whale of a time. And then suddenly, much as I adore them now, absolutely adore them I found that period of my life difficult and so I would love to say the best year of my life was the year that I had one or other child but in reality it wasn't I mean if I'm looking for high days it would probably be when I was 28 I had nobody to look after but myself all I had to worry about was my next holiday you know Were my you job my car way back then? yes I was I just wonder if that was, was sort of at the back of your mind as well yeah 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 thinking for myself Mm. But Karen, you said when when you were 30 then, you were happy. 
but isn't that what should be really important about us now is that we have to find I want to be happy today. Yeah, and I'm happy. There were pockets of happiness, and I thought, oh, you know, my um, my personal life was good, or my my career was good. But does anybody ever get everything in one go? No, I think you tick you tick a couple of boxes, but then there's a couple that are not ticked. And I think you're right, and I think it's like those, and then the other ones fall apart. Yeah, it's like expecting one person to fulfil every part of. Yeah, yeah. This isn't it? And it doesn't happen, I don't think. Is it? I don't know anybody. I used to say, I don't know anybody who's got everything apart from Carol Smiley. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but it's I, annoying. <laughs> and, you know, my career was going well. My relationship was falling apart. My relationships fell apart. My career, my career was going a bit bad. It just never really have had both of them together. Thanks. And then finances, there would be a problem. It's just always something, mm. always, always something, always thinking I'm pedaling really, really fast here. I'm doing that duck impression where my little, my little feet are going 10 to a dozen under the water. But now I don't feel like that. Would you say now you are happy? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's a fabulous thing, isn't it? Well, you're, you are um, on my inspiration well, I board. I would like the skin I had when I was 38. It's the and only thing I'd like. The uplift here. Oh, well, obviously I bought those. So um, do you yeah. know that the boob job is 60 years old this year? Is it? Yes, it oh. is. And do you know the interesting thing is the woman, the first woman to get it in America, of course, actually okay. went in for something completely different. I'm trying to remember what the operation was. Oh, yeah, she went in to get a chest tattoo removed and these two surgeons approached her and said, this is what we're basically developing. Um, are you up for it? So she went in, not 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 going for that, <laughs> came out with a boob job. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and I love mine. Do, Do so when, when, can I ask, oh, yeah. can I ask... Are um, you interested? I am actually. Because you're quite flat chested. No, I'm As quite am happy I. with that. I am quite happy with that. Although I don't run for a bus anymore. I, I, yeah. I was a double D when I was pregnant. It was quite like that. I almost like wanted right. to wear my bra on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> double D. Um, so why, why, why? Why the boob job? I I remember this is, it's quite a long time ago now. It was about 2004 or something. And I remember thinking I was just like, I don't know. I was um, looked like an egg in a sock, really, and they were just. Uh, there was lots of clothes that I just couldn't wear because I just didn't have the boobs. And it was a friend of mine who'd had hers done. It's often the same story. A friend of mine, Jerry, had hers done, and she actually owned a, a clothing shop. And I went in to go and do a little bit of shopping, and she said, mm, "That no, it doesn't. It doesn't look good because obviously." because of your boobs she says look at mine and she produced <laughs> couldn't wait to show me hers and all the things that she could wear so it was it was completely vacuous and it was nothing to do with anything sexy or anything like that and I just thought my goodness me she looks so much better and to be honest I slipped in I got them done nobody called me out on it because I didn't have the it wasn't massive or anything and everybody said oh have you lost weight because my bum and my funny? boobs sort of matched um, so it made my bum look smaller, to be honest. And and, and I've loved them ever since. You, so, I never had any problems. So you never had the worry of, oh, my God, I'm going to have 25-year-old tits and a 65-year-old body? <laughs> no, because they're not. I went to a really good surgeon and they look very natural. You, you wouldn't know 
Oh, never realised. <laughs> does he not know? He does now. But he didn't. I don't know why I'm whispering. <laughs> I don't know why you're whispering, but I like it. I don't know why I'm <laughs> so when you first met, and he hadn't a clue. He just thought I got you know great boobs. That's it. Probably because you hadn't had children. And, well, and oh, well, the other one. thing. Oh, yeah. You know, you they that. drop. There's an upside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an upside. Oh, I thought you were thinking about other bits. No. Um, Not going there yet. <laughs> yet, yet. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the thing about, I've made a study of this, watching people and looking at people, and th- there's an actress who does talk about it quite often, and I won't name her, but spent a huge amount of time on her face but ignored the rest. So I think everything's got to match. Mm. You can't, you can't do, you can't do your face and forget everything else. And I think, so so my boobs match my body because I've looked after my body. It's not the body it used to have because the skin isn't as good. So the skin isn't as taut, but it's not taut, you know, the whole lot from top to bottom. It's a little bit baggier than it used to be. Uh, but I think generally, if you're going to have any tweakments, as they call them, it's all got to it's all got to blend in nicely. Karen is drinking this in. Within six weeks, you're going to have dyed hair, a set of American teeth, and a new pair of boobs. It's going to be fantastic. What about these cheap things? No, there's nothing we can do for this. Little, to... Yeah, you can put a little bit of filler in those. What about our cigarette lines? Is that not what you're talking about? Yeah, it's no, cheap. no, your cheeks. Your, no, the ones on your lips. You know those. Because your lips are thinner and you've got those lines going down. My to lips them. are thinner. That's a word that's never been. <laughs> <laughs> Anthea, listen, thank you so much. It's been really lovely speaking to you. It's um, been such a treat speaking with you and not with Kay. Well, uh, well, no, and and actually, you have been a great person for me to speak to because I'm taking home from you. It's about attitude. It's about oh. now. Um, it's not about. And you're right. We never ever got it right all at the one time before and and assuming that we were happy when we were young just because we were young is actually a huge mistake isn't it it is it is it is i'm on the way i'm on the journey anthea thank you so much and uh, all right thank you lovely to you thank you all right Bye. Bye. bye and how to age well is anthea's book i enjoyed that I did. She's really nice, isn't she? Yeah. No, nice is not the right word. She's lovely. She's yeah. lovely. What did you take from it? I would love to get some work done on my face, but no. Would Santa you? Say, well, I'm saying it's the I've first loved... time I've ever heard you say that. No, I'd be too frightened to. I'd end up looking like Cher. But is it only fear that stops you? I mean, would you like to, if I could promise you that there wasn't going to be any... You yeah, know... that would be exciting. So I'm not the only one on a journey here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we've yattered on for ages today. And then I'm down to finish my apple. Uh, oh, you're not still going to eat that minging it's apple. It's brown all gone on the brown and it's sitting on your phone. It's disgusting. But it's not on the screen. It's, it's on the other side. It's not on the screen. Um, yeah, well, we better toddle off, hadn't we? Um, are you going to get a weighted vest so that you can take Bonnie for a walk? No, I don't see the point in that. No, no, you're not going to go for that. No, I wonder what weight Anthea is. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably a lot heavier than she is. Oh, I've no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, so well, I hope you'll tune in uh, the next time we pop up, whenever that is. Um, and I do have to remind you because this is so genuine. Um, podcast at htb 
60.com is our email address and we would absolutely love to hear from you. Your experiences of approaching 60, of being 60, of looking at 60 from the distance. Um, Yes, please share. (laughs) Please share. And... I have to say, just after we we had that chat with with Anthea, and she was talking about her mum very fondly. Um, we heard the news, on, unfortunately, that her mum has uh, has passed away. Um, so our condolences, obviously, to to Anthea for, for that. It's, it's a difficult time of life. We have both been through it, Karen, mm-hmm. losing a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Anthea. I realised on Instagram that her mum had passed away and I sent her a little message and I just said, it is an experience like no other losing a parent Mm -hmm. and that's all I could say. How To Be 60 was written and presented by Kay Adams with Karen McKenzie. A new episode drops every Friday, so make sure you follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. And while you're there, rate and review. Thank you.